How's it going this week, everybody? This week, I'm going to be having Eric on the show. And Eric had a very interesting encounter when he was with some friends. And it's really, really interesting, you know, some type of whistling coming from the forest up in Utah. And, you know, he thought it was a skinwalker when he started talking about it. And then, you know, I started mentioning the Sasquatch stuff and I'll let him tell the story and you'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I think he might have actually encountered a, a Sasquatch that night. Also, just want to do a quick shout out to all the members that have been signing up for the show. You guys really help keep things going around here. Also, this episode is sponsored by Smoky Mountain Squatch Coffee Company. Use code CTU at checkout. You can get a discount on some great coffee. Thanks for listening. I've done a lot of skinwalker stuff, you know, in the past, um, but, you know, I'd, yeah. I'd like to hear what you saw, so why don't you start from the beginning? Cool, all right. Well, a few friends of, of mine, I'd say four to five of us, I don't remember exactly, but my friend Donovan, he's the main one of the story, because he was the one doing that weird little whistle type deal, and we were way up Cedar Mountain in southern Utah, I'd say about four or five gates off the highway into my friend's property. It takes about an hour to actually get to his property. And when we arrive there, we go there many times. We're always camping and all. And one specific night when he was doing that little whistle through his thumbs, like when you cup your hands hollow, blow through your thumbs, move your fingers out. I've never been able to do it. He's been able to do it real well. But that one specific night, it start, something started mimicking back. And it got all of our attention because it's never happened before. And that's when it started to spook us. And that's pretty much where it begins. Interesting. You know, the, the mimicry thing is very interesting to me. Um, I just did a big Skinwalker episode this last week. It, it actually aired last night to, to the full audience. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of that mimicry stuff, man. I hear that all the time. And that's the one consistent thing between the Skinwalker stories. And it's, you know, why do you think they do that? That's, I, I have tons of Native American friends growing up here. I work with them, not just friends of my age, but like older father figure type dudes. And I've heard a lot of stories from them, different tribes, because I guess the different culture and different tribe, it kind of changes. But there was one specific guy, he's from the Navajo tribe, awesome dude. And I worked with him and he, I, I flat out asked him, I'm like, dude, like skinwalkers, like what, what do you, well, how do you feel? What's the deal about it? Like, I'm just curious. And what he told me was back way long ago, when tribes used to go to war with the enemies, they would do this pact with nature or with an animal to become the animal, kind of like a coyote, I guess. He said specifically animals that you won't attack or you don't hunt to eat. So you can kind of creep around and listen on the enemy and get, I guess, like old school spy stuff in a way. And then as time went by, just people changing, greed, and it slowly dipped into just selfishness. And now we have these evil spirits lurking around and sometimes they'd latch onto you, but you can, I guess you can get away, but they'll get you or something. But that's as far as he told me. And I thought it was pretty interesting. That's really interesting, man. You know, um, yeah, I, I have noticed that, you know, the, the stories and the history behind it, some 
a lot, I should say, of the Native Americans. They're very hush-hush about it, it seems. So that's very interesting. It's cool that you could actually get someone to talk with you about it. That's really cool. I've, I've never been able to find anybody like that that's been from, like, Native American culture that's fully been willing to actually, like, talk about it. So that's, that's really insightful. Yeah, because he is the only one that I've actually been able to talk to about it. It's usually that, like, it's scary. It's spooky stuff to them. And growing up on the res and stuff, it's like you don't mess with it. That's how you're taught. You don't whistle at night because that's a way of calling the dead or something or evil spirits. If it's late at night, you definitely don't want to whistle. And that's pretty much what my friend was doing is what he told me. But he was a little hesitant at first, but I guess he saw, like, my genuine curiosity, I guess. So he was talking to me but most of the time when i talk to other people about this stuff they kind of brush it off and like beat it kid like you're dumb or something but he was actually pretty cool about it and he told me a bunch more stuff there's like this ghost boy in texas where he grew up and he i asked him like what do you think this spirit stuff is and he said that this boy either he got killed or something he kind of he's just lurking around and kind of i guess his soul is like glitched out energy that didn't pass on or something so this kid's just still going to school, playing soccer, sitting on the bleachers or something. So I thought that was a pretty interesting story he also had. Not Skinwalker related, sorry, but it was pretty cool. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's right up, you know, the alley of this show. is, is it's, all, it's all the whole nine yards, it's not just Skinwalker. So yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit more. Did, did, he, uh, did he see this, this boy? Yeah. He grew up somewhere in Texas in like the 70s. I don't remember exactly what town, but that's kind of the, the story at that town, this ghost soccer player. People have been reported. They reported like a kid playing soccer, kicking a ball that's not there, running up and down the bleachers or just in the school is what he told me. And he said spirits like that, they kind of get glitched out in the gray area of life and death. They don't pass on, so they're like confused, so they latch on to luck human life energy or something but it was interesting he's pretty much the only one that i've been able to talk to like this like seriously without them just laughing at me or whatever like you're dumb or whatever it was really cool that's in texas but here in utah there's definitely still other other type of stuff around here up in that cedar mountain area i guess but it's whatever tribe you kind of or culture like there's Paiute, Navajo, and I forget what other one in this area, but each of their stories are kind of different due to their own culture, but they all kind of break down to the same thing, which is interesting. Yeah, man, that is really interesting. Let me let me ask you this, man. Um, are you familiar with the whole, um, what's the word? Um, so let, explain the environment to me where this whistling thing occurred. Was it um, like a desert area or was it forested? forested straight mountain there was a little river running through it's this little camping area we always go to really beautiful like national geographic big tall trees in the winter there's like four feet of snow but this was dead summer and like two in the morning or so are there let me ask you this are there sasquatch encounters out in your, your area kind of there's been people talking about like giant mainly at night because there's a lot of hunters and i have a lot of redneck friends and they hunt and they've told me stuff when they're out and about that they'll see either like off in the distance, like it's not a person because to scale to the other trees, this figure is all huge. So they, they don't know what else to call it, but like a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, or it could be the same thing 
that could have been lurking in the trees and me and my friends were just hanging. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is is a lot of the Sasquatch accounts actually whistling is very common that people he, you know mention is is they hear the the whistling and and then there's the 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 mimicry too is is that's very primate like behavior you know so you're whistling at it and then it starts whistling back at you and that's a behavior that's well documented in the account so I wonder if maybe it was something uh, maybe it was a Sasquatch rather than a, a Skinwalker what what do you think on that? They perhaps I didn't know that part. That's that's pretty cool. And the southern Utah mountains are massive, and they go all the way up into northern Utah and the Rockies in Colorado. Definitely a lot of places to hide. Yeah, man, that's the th- and and the the whole thing with the hunters that you just mentioned to me about how they they all talk about this big figure that they see sometimes off in the distance out there. That's that's a that that raises the you know the light bulb. You know, like, uh, I, I wonder what's going on out there. I don't, they're seeing something because, you know, a lot of these outdoorsmen, they're, they're, they know what they're dealing with out there, usually. And, Deer, elk, antelope. Yeah, exactly. And they, they know the wildlife in the area. And it's cool to hear hunters, like, start to talk about something that they don't understand and that they're, they're like, I don't know what that was. Yeah, that's not very common because here in Utah, it's very, it's a Mormon state. So, like, weird supernatural stuff like that is, it's taboo. Like you don't, you don't even think about that stuff. I, myself, I grew up Jehovah witness. So heavily indoctrinated and then being curious about this was a big no, no. So I kind of dipped into it even more. And then here I am now, even more curious. Now I stumbled onto this. Yeah, man, that's re- man. I, I don't know, man. I think I've, I mean, I don't know exactly what you ran into that night, but it, it definitely sounds very Sasquatch like, you know, but yeah, I'm surprised you, that you had never heard about the the whistling. There's there's a couple different behaviors that people often mention. It's the it's their they they will whistle. There's the the whooping primate sounds. There's the rock throwing behavior that a lot of people talk about. Like they'll throw things at them from beyond the trees, and then oh, dude, that's cool. Yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, so it's. It's it's interesting, man. Maybe maybe that's what you ran into that night. Do you, do you think that you're hunting people that you know? Do you think any of them have any like really good Sasquatch encounters, or is it just kind of the you know in passing? They're like, yeah, there was that one time I saw that figure off in on the tree line or whatever it was. Yeah, that's usually what it comes to. It's just, oh yeah, that one time, what's his bucket saw something, but that's as far as it gets. Interesting. Yeah, man, that's really cool. That's really cool. I think we, uh, I think we had a little, uh, little moment there where we, where the kind of, kind of light bulbs went off. Um, so yeah, no, that's really interesting, man. The Skinwalker stuff is really creepy to me too. You know, I, I don't know what those things are. Like, I'm a huge Sasquatch believer, and you know, I people people shit on me all the time for it. It's pretty funny, and <laughs> uh, you know, but that's okay. You know. Um, I, oh, definitely not a problem. Yeah, it's the Skinwalker thing. I don't know what what they are. You know, Sasquatch is easy for me to wrap my head around because I can see how it could be a like a biological entity that actually exists. You know, and I, and I can yeah. rationalize that. Skinwalkers are a whole nother ball game. That's like some supernatural level stuff. You know, and and we really don't know yeah. what those things are. So let me ask you this, man. What do you think that um, what do you think Bigfoot is? If 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 you believe in it. Oh, definitely. I definitely see a possibility, like, just how, bi- how vast 
the U.S. is and how far it goes into the Midwest, like, it's definitely a possibility. Humans and just nature, evolution, missing link type stuff. Like, do we really know everything? These humans on this tiny little rock in the universe just have all the answers. Like, nah, come on, man. Like, leave room for wonder. Leave room for question marks. So I always think, like, what could be out there? But I've grown up in Southern Utah, the... I don't really hear much Bigfoot talk, Bigfoot talk because the Skinwalker stories kind of overpower it. With anything creepy, it's always related to Skinwalker. But now that you mentioned the Bigfoot stuff, I'm totally going to do a little more research on that in like Southern Utah and Colorado area. That sounds super cool with the whistling and probably rock throwing. I'm going to pay attention to that a lot more now that I go camping. Yeah, man, it it's really interesting. You know, I um. I, I'm out here in Arizona, man, and, and people don't realize that the northern part of the state is just like deep, heavy forest, even still in Arizona. Yeah. So, you know, I hear stories, man, like um, they call it the Mugion Monster out here is, is the name for it up in the region because it's along the Mugion Rim. Um, but yeah, it's all just like thick, thick forest. And... You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, a lot of people attribute them to the Pacific Northwest, you know, and, and being up in like Northern California, Washington and Oregon and then going up into Canada and then, but you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me, man, if, if there's some that kind of are like have their range out a little bit where, where one kind of wanders into some of these other areas every once in a while. So it's because I was talking to a guy recently, it's it's actually one of the um, the members only interviews that episode never aired um it was just too short but basically uh this uh guy was in the like mugion rim area and some they had these water jugs right and something was from beyond the tree line was throwing stuff at the water jugs and hitting the water jugs hard enough that it was knocking them over that were like these were like half full water jugs and it, it was throwing stuff and it was knocking the jugs over and uh so like just they never saw anything but they do, did remember after a while hearing something tear off through the woods you know and um it makes me wonder it's like nothing throws rocks in the woods like <laughs> for real like there's no deer's not throwing rocks at you you know the bear's not throwing rocks at you you know, it, so something's throwing something and, you know, that kind of takes hands to do. So who knows, man? Do you think, um, I guess let me ask you this. Do you think that Bigfoot is just in this kind of like Pacific Northwest region? Or do you think that the stories about them along the Great Lakes region and down south are uh, a possibility? Ooh, I could totally see a possibility because the further north you go towards Salt Lake, the taller and steeper and lot canyony the all those mountains get. So there's a lot less road and ways to even get out there. But there, if there was some beast, that's like that's like a playground in a way. I I see it. I could see it being somewhere up in the northwest, kind of humidity, a lot of water. If there was some creature out there, that's pretty likely. But if it's roaming around or like wild animals bear and deer they know you're there before you even acknowledge them they'll smell you hear you and book it so this creature is out there he sees you smells you or something and like oh i don't recognize that like i could see them 
taken off or even just hiding or throwing rocks, try to scare away the, what he thinks is a predator or something. Well, that's the thing too, man, is these things have to be hyper-intelligent to have remained undiscovered, yeah. like, like, like hominid kind of intelligence. So it makes me wonder what they really are. I don't think this is just a big gorilla. I think they're something far more advanced, you know. Definitely. That's cool. A type of hominid, just some, a missing link of some sort that just happened to squeeze through the bottleneck and just survive off whatever he eats. Yeah. Being super ninja and just living. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. It's, it's so much fun to, to speculate on this kind of stuff, you know. And, and there's, there is evidence of these creatures, you know. There's the, there's the Sierra sounds um, that were captured in Northern California in the 70s. There's the, there's the Matt Moneymaker. Well, those were, I, I haven't actually spoken on this on the show before. The Matt Moneymaker call, I think it was in 94. It's the Ohio Howl. Animal experts have looked at this call. Nobody knows what the hell it is. I don't know what the hell it is. It's something weird. And, you know, it's a one-time thing. Maybe it was a fluke, but like 15 years later, like 50 miles away, it was captured again by a different person this time. The exact same, like, vocalization, unidentified by wildlife experts. So it's like, there's proof, you know, there, or I shouldn't say proof. There's evidence of this creature and that you can't just write off, you know? And then there's the footprints that people yeah. find. Dude, that's cool. So that sound was like a matching frequency or something? Yep. It, like, it, it, was almost, it was almost identical, you know, like, like the sound, the pitch, the everything. Obviously, it was, a, it was different. It wasn't the same recording, but it, it was the same sound. Dang, could have been the same creature or one of the same type of creature or something. Just traveling. Damn, dude, that's awesome. It's crazy to, to see that correlation throughout time and and it's it's creepy, man. Like someone actually sent in right when I first opened my new email for the show, which is because I used to have like a, a little Gmail back when the show was little and stuff. And and then when I opened my new email, I put out a, like a thing on the Facebook page and there's like 20 some odd thousand people on the Facebook page. And I said, hey, you know, if you've got any like stories or something, hit me up. Here's the email address. It's all set up, you know. And the first email that I got in this email uh, was a vocalization sent to me by some lady. And it, it's very, it's very weird. Like I, I've listened to it. I've cleaned it up. It's really weird. I've never sh aired it or, or shown it to anybody um, because I, I wrote back to her asking if I could like, you know, post it up and share it. And like, she just never replied to me. So out of the blue, somebody just, yeah, mysteriously sends me this little like short video clip to my email address saying that they recorded the sound and then just never got back to me about it. When I asked like, where was this filmed? You know, all that, like it's, cr it's a crazy sound. I'll have to figure out a way of, of putting it out there. Um, I, I, that's what I always try to do though, is I always try to, you know, like credit people and, and, and make sure I get, get, the get the okay first before I go posting something. But it's interesting, man. Yeah. Like, like these, there's something out there, man. There's something out there. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think it's bold of us to assume we just, we know, we just know there's, oh, there's nothing out there. Of course we've figured it all out. Like there's still insects and bugs being discovered, new animals in the Amazon and stuff, different species. Like, is it really that odd that some hominid just 
or maybe even not in the U.S. I'm sure there's different all over the world, even not even just here locally. Oh yeah, you ready? This will freak you out. So in Indonesia, there are stories similar to Sasquatch, like uh, folk stories similar to Sasquatch. You know, here it's hunters claim to see these big apes. You know, in Indonesia, it's people the little orangutan. Yeah, those things, and uh, there's another thing that they call the orangutan, and then the ibu gogo. I think is is how it's pronounced. They they're described as Whoa. these like these like little humans, right? Where they like, so there's all these stories and accounts of people encountering these things, and it, it was the same thing. It's like, oh, it's just fairy tale stories or whatever. Just like the same thing with Sasquatch, or it, it's it's just tall tales. And then the scientists recently discovered uh, a fossil of a type of human that used to exist in that region that was three and a half feet tall. Oh my god! That, and so. But the, the the fossil they found is like a hundred thousand years old. So these things have been extinct for a long time. But now, when you have the, all the accounts that have been going on for centuries in that area, and now you have a fossil of something that matches what these people have been describing, people are now like, "Wait a second, maybe these things are still around. Perhaps they've evolved into something yeah. else. But maybe those are actual accounts between. They're not fairy tales. They're they're actual accounts between people and living." Um, Specimens, dude, that's nuts. Yeah, so the, I always love to. T- I, I haven't talked about that enough on on the show. It's it's crazy, man. You know, um, but we're we're actually getting to the end of our time slot here, bud. And I, I just want to thank you for coming on. That was great. I'm I'm glad we got to go back and forth on what what the whistling might have been, and and maybe it was a Sasquatch, man. Maybe it wasn't a Squinwalker, but you know, who really knows what happened that night. Yeah, dude, I'm definitely going to mention that to my friend, and that's just going to spark up more conversation. That's all for tonight, everybody. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, if you want to get access to episodes that have never aired, head on over to challengetheunknown.com and become a member. See you all next week. If I were a future...